0: Okay, so this is episode six? No, it's five. Five. Man. Episode five. We are... Um, We're on to a new thing. New series talking about relationships. Yeah, if you just joined us, we are the Lady Bits Podcast. The Lady Bits Podcast, where we talk about chin hair, better sex, and all the things in between. Yes. We are definitely not experts. Oh no, but we wanna be. We wanna be and we like to think we are sometimes. We'll yeah. talk like we are. Mm-hmm. But we're not.
1: But we're not. We're not. No professional training. It's all experimental and honestly, like sometimes that's better than like just the book smarts. For book sure. Smarts. We
0: are like, um Hands street street on. Hands on street smarts.
1: Yeah, that's right. Mhm. We don't need the that.
0: That uh, hoity-toity education. You know, PhD and right. living. We just That's gonna right. live. So we are starting a new um, series on relationships. And yes, first of all, because we are a bottle and a half in because we're batch recording, <laughs> you guys. We've been here for a long time today. Uh, we don't. Not that we're complaining. We're, we're not complaining. We are having so much fun. Um, But we don't meet once a week and do like a quick little 30 minute episode recording. We like have been here for hours.
1: Right. And we have to be because we're moms, we're wives, we're women who work outside of the home. Mm -hmm. We have lots of stuff to get done, but this is important to us um, because we think it's important for women to know that like there are others out there like them. Mm hmm. And so we just have to be smart with our time, and
0: so this is how we do it. And Put the kids to bed. Come batch record. Get a sitter. That's right. Yes. So the well, we are a bottle and a half in. <laughs> um, this is our last episode of this recording session. Oh, so um, it's, it's definitely going to be a gem. It's going to be so Because I don't know how many glasses I've had of the red juice. I mean, it's good. So right now we're drinking. Um, can you hand me that bottle? Because I can't remember the name. Mm. Um so I had the it's a wine beautiful bottle it is so pretty I had the wine expert at our local earth fair pick it out for me tonight
1: So really quick do they
0: can you go up like as a consumer
1: and just be like hey this is the The vibe I'm looking for, the event that I'm doing, what do you
0: recommend? Absolutely. So that's what I did. I said, "Not just
1: a a staff friend. That's like, I'm doing this for you, but this is somebody I could go in there.
0: Yeah, they're very knowledgeable. Okay. Um, So I said, like, here's my price point. Here's what I'm doing tonight. Like, recommend what (sighs) you would pick. What you would pick if you were going, if you were doing this. So he um, recommended this Cabernet. It's called Intrinsic. And if you haven't noticed already, a pattern. We pretty much drink cab, yeah. Like that's our that's, that's our just thing. our thing. We're next time I'm gonna bring something different. Are you I'll throw you off your game a little bit? Okay, is but it gonna we've... be dark?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't give me that sweet like no
0: Chardonnay. No, no, or... no, 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 no. I only it's do white wine thing. if I'm getting my hair done. Really? Am that weird? But this is a <laughs> wait. Where are you going? That they're like, which wine would you like today? And I'm like, white. Duh. I'm getting my hair done. <laughs> Why are you even asking me? Just bring me a glass of white. Or the bottle. Is there anything else I'll to drink myself? when you get your hair done?
1: I didn't even, it, look, I get my hair done like once a year. That's embarrassing to say, but it's true because it just doesn't grow very fast.
0: Oh, mine grows like a weed and I'm going, I'm letting myself go naturally gray. I love it. And so I haven't been in four months, which is the longest ever in my life. Does your husband love it, though? He loves it. I think it's awesome. He's so, like, boho hippie. He's like, please don't ever wear makeup or do anything to your hair and just never wear a bra. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. i got to tell a little quick, quick story. One time, Britt and I were in a coffee shop locally. That's all I'll say. And... um. We were in line and I happened to look down and I saw I'm staring and I, and I realized like I'm staring kind of like, what is that? And I realized that the girl taking our order, her nipple was protruding through a like manufactured hole. So she had multiple holes in her shirt. Like that was the way it was manufactured. Because that's the thing, you know, what? where you buy things that are destroyed because that's hip. Right. Her nipple, she wasn't wearing a bra and her nipple was like pushing through the hole. Stop it. And I'm like looking over and I'm just like, because I, it's all I can focus on. Like I'm like a <laughs> dude. I turn into a dude. I'm like nipple. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Like I was just like looking at this. Beautiful, cute little twenty-something. That nipple. is a
0: violation of so many. And I wanted codes. to like.
1: I really wanted to be like, Brent check out the nipple." But I didn't want her to be like, "Oh my god!" But who I thought wha- you were. I, no, no, no.
0: I thought you were getting ready to say, "I was." I wanted it so bad, just like push it back it. in. <laughs> I'm just take my finger and push, like, it like invert push it. Push it back in, like invert it. For I'm just gonna help you out.
1: <laughs> no, but who? First of all, like, let's be mindful. If you're gonna wear a holy shirt. And Literally. no bra. And no bra. Make sure that your nipple doesn't line up where it pokes right out. Band
0: aids, people. Oh,
1: my God. I was just, I couldn't stop staring. And then later I was like, Brent. I just saw that girl's nipple, and then he was like, like breaking his neck to try to get a glance. <laughs> like I he doesn't to order
0: another coffee. <laughs> I'll be right back.
1: <laughs> he hadn't even finished like you know two <laughs> sips in. He's like, oh, I don't, I don't want this. I want something
0: else. No, I was just like, how do? Wait, I think I would feel a draft. Like that would like That's, totally make okay. me like. That's what I thought. I was like, up? how do
1: you not, not like, know that? Feel like we're both like hey. touching our
0: boobs yeah, right now. I'm definitely
1: rubbing my nipple. <laughs> right now and now it's like now
0: you can tell that i've got nipples it's a let me take a picture as an example of what On it looks like <laughs> like this for the <laughs> for the instagram like this oh my gosh so this is I, i'm just saying
1: like that was just a little side story but like i i don't even know why i said that size or i think we said something about nipples and i was like Oh, I've got a story for for that.
0: <laughs> a nipple story. Oh, I just couldn't believe it. I have a, I have a, um, in my back pocket, I have several nipple stories. I'm going to yeah. pull one out yeah. right now. Okay, so right now we are supposed to be giving a very general, brief overview of our history and perspectives of marriage. Yeah. I mean, you might not have been able to gather or deduce, figure <laughs> out from our previous podcast, <laughs> and especially this one. <laughs> That Amanda and I met at church. Yeah. Amanda and Brent. Did you guess that, people? Uh, Amanda and Brent met at church. And the people that we went to church with, would their jaw would be on the they floor would faint, if they hurt us would faint, pass right now. out, die a thousand deaths. Like our mothers were going to do. It was a different,
1: do. I don't know, like it was just a different mindset, I guess.
0: Yeah, so we um, met and grew up in a very conservative. Very conservative, um, yeah. Christian home and church, and so while Amanda and I—I I mean, I'm speaking for you—but we both still like believe that way. We still, yeah. it, but we're <laughs> a would, lot
1: more liberal, probably than other members in our families. We're a
0: little more loosey-goosey with our wording and our lives, <laughs> but we still love Jesus. So, back to the point. God, do we have a point? You're going to have episode? to lasso me into. This episode, Ooh, I'm clinking the mic, clinking the mic with your wine glass. Oh, okay. um, so, what we all we wanted to talk about tonight was our um, background and our perspective on relationships because we're getting into a series right now that is all about our relationships with our spouses. Yes, and um, specifically, so there's all kinds of relationships that you can have. We are coming at it from our perspective in a marriage. Yes, so.
1: and for those ladies that are tuning in, that maybe they're doing it alone that's okay that doesn't mean that you can't um, draw things f- from the experiences that we're going to share or the you know our, dea- our ideas on things um, you know be sure to tune in and, and listen because maybe um, it'll help bring to light something that you never thought about uh, to consider for sure Future sure. future spouse for sure. and there may be even some that don't want a spouse or maybe that they had a spouse and they're like been there done that mm-hmm. and that's okay and um but either way like it's good just to have you know talk about these things um in general so
0: yeah i think that they are um specific to marriage but also ap- applicable to applicable all. applicable i mean whatever yeah. to every area of life so I you agree. know we have we have similar backgrounds and yet they kind of took a fork in the road and you went left and I went right and at one point in our lives and in our marriage experience and I think we both have experienced things that we never thought we had experienced oh for sure like I grew up in a pastor's home right and I was a pastor for 13 years yeah news bulletin (laughs) did you know that what Uh, what did you say, Abby? Um, yeah, so pastors' home, uh, grandparents were pastors, yeah. aunts, aunts were married to pastors, uncles were pastors, cousins, PK like it's, life all it the way is family business, right? In the McGee family, so you know, and then I went into the ministry for thirteen years, and then I found myself like going through a divorce. Which was Man, like not I'm sure that was a blow for you and like your it it rocked your world and everyone in your world absolutely I bet. it was not anything that anybody ever expected me to go through as someone who grew up in a in the family that I did and in the profession that I did it just wasn't something that was um, normal or right. expected, but there I was. I found myself— um, In a foreign territory. Yes, trying to navigate the waters of divorce while working in, in a church setting. Wow. Um, two young kids, so I— How old I, were
1: your kids when you were going through that?
0: They were five and two. Wow,
1: that's in, that's intense. Yeah. I was actually five when my my— Parents were going through a divorce.
0: Yeah, it's it's a tricky thing to navigate as a kid and as the parent right. helping your kid navigate through it. So there I was in the midst of a divorce, and then I stayed single for a number of years. Um, and for the first time in a very very long time, I was married for um. Hold on, I was married for I was married for thirteen years. And
1: that's, that's a chunk of time to invest with somebody else.
0: It, yeah, it was a long time. So I was in the ministry for that amount of time as well. Got married, was married for 13 years. And there I was in the midst of uh, divorcing. And then I was single and had never really been in the dating world. That's mm-hmm. like another story for another time. But started dating and trying to figure out who the hell I was, what I wanted. Um, men were like a mystery to me because I'd only had that one like perspective and experience. And then I found myself as a 38 year old, 3rd that was about 38. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest when I found
1: out, like I knew that you and your kid's dad were struggling, um, it it never crossed my mind that like it would actually take the turn of like ending. Yeah. Um, and because of what had kind of been instilled with our beliefs that, you know, it's not an option. Divorce is not an option. And, and yada, yada, yada. I was thinking like, wow, how, how did it become an option? And it was shocking to me because, you know, you are, you're eight years older than me. And, um, (laughs) when we were younger, I was your intern, right, for worship. Mm -hmm. Like, we both, um, you were kind of responsible for our youth worship team. And so I was kind of learning under you. And at that point, you were already married. You were married. And so it it was hard for me to, like, see that you were struggling. Because I was thinking, if she's struggling, then... I'm sure as hell going to be struggling. Mm-hmm. And um it also just goes to show you that you don't know what the hell is going on behind people's closed doors. Like you, you don't. just don't know.
0: You don't. And um and so, there was there was a yeah. lot of there was a lot of guilt. Um In my mind and in my heart, because divorce was not an option, it was, you know, that was something that was... It meant failure, right? It meant that I was failing, that I was um, doing something that was not an acceptable course of action. And yet here I was. I was in the middle of a divorce. I was, I felt like a failure. I felt um, a lot, I felt a lot of things. (laughs) I felt a whole lot of things. And there I was, and then I then I went through years of trying to figure out the dating world for the first time ever, and that was challenging, um, and then... A dating world that is completely, completely different than what different. my dating world was. Right. Um, it was really challenging. First of all, I didn't I really know. At, at that point, I really didn't know yet who I was. I was figuring that out. After all of those years of being one thing and then realizing that's not who you are. And that's something that we'll kind of figure out as we go along in these podcasts. We'll talk about it more. But my perspective is from a very conservative background, a long marriage, two kids, divorced, dating for a number of years, and then finding the love of my life that was everything I didn't know that I needed. And I'm a newlywed now. And just kind of figuring that all out again and so there are a lot of experiences that um that I'll talk about that don't mean I have it all figured out but means that I'm curious and I'm exploring and I'm um committed to living life the best that I can with my husband and my children and my stepchildren and so that's kind of my history and where I'm coming at this series from like Listen, I know I don't have it all figured out and I've screwed up a million times. And that's okay. Yeah, we all have. The
1: perfectionist in me says, like, instinctively wants to say otherwise, but it's rare that I get it right on the first time. For me, Mm -hmm. my my experience so far, thus far, has been really, you know, kind of a, I would say your textbook. Mm Mm-hmm. Christian idea of marriage Um, with the terms of like, you know, Brett and I actually met when we were 15. I had just, I, I, I was still 15 when I met him. Um, We were 16 when I actually like officially transplanted to Wilmington, which is where we're, you know, where we're based out of Wilmington, North Carolina. But um, we grew up, Brett and I grew up in uh, the youth group together um, Abby knows this. You know she has seen. It. She has seen us walk this soap opera that was our teenage years, and it was a soap opera. And it was a soap opera because I made it that way. <laughs> because I was a dramatic little bitty when I was sixteen years old. I had an attitude problem. I couldn't control my emotions, and I still can't sometimes. But that's okay. Has I gotten better, Brent? Has it gotten better? <laughs> I make up with it for, like, great sex, okay? Good sex. I, I can do that. So I, I would say, like, the one thing that I really value, um, that I cherish, we knew each other leading up to that. Um, let's see. Wow. 2006, I was 23. I guess we had known each other for eight years before that. We... We knew each other. We became friends. Then we weren't friends. Then we were, you know, frenemies. Or we didn't, you know, my heart was hurt. I didn't want to be around him. I annoyed him. He didn't want to be around me. You know, all those things that you deal with as emotions with of a teenager. Um, we kind of struggled through that uh, together and, and apart. and um, But I knew... I know this sounds really like hokey, but I knew when I was sixteen that I was going to marry that man. And here's the thing: the reason I knew that is because I prayed for that, and and I I am not like a I'm not a Bible thumping like. That's just I I am I'm I'm a I'm I'm I'm, I am spiritual, and um, God is a really big part of my life like internally like i i do a lot of like soul searching and and talking to him and and wrestling with things i don't necessarily always like say that out loud and i can be crude and i cuss and i do all kinds of things that other christian people would say is inappropriate and you know that's besides the point but the point is i do have a spiritual relationship with god and um One of the things I really believe is that sometimes God gives you things that you ask for, even when he doesn't want you to have them, because he wants to show you that, hey, like, be careful (laughs) with what you ask for, because what you think you can handle, maybe you really can't. And I think that's one of the things about our relationship with me and Brent that um, he said, okay, you want it, you got it. Um, It's the fact that I really knew that at 16 years old that that was the man I was going to marry. He said it to me one night. I'll never forget. He said it to me one night. You know, one day I'm going to marry you. And I said, okay. And it was like I knew. It's like I trusted that and I knew that. And even after that, when we weren't talking to each other, when he had wanted nothing to do with me, he would say the cruelest things to me. I'm sure he's rolling his eyes right now. Because he hates it when I dredge up the past. And I try not to. But it was hard. It was really hard from the age of 16 to 19. Because he didn't know that he was really going to marry me. And I did. And I had to sit with that. And maybe had I not really asked for that and demanded like, God, just let me know. Just tell me. Just tell me. I'm I'm just like, my daughter is very much like me. I see that where she's just... Just tell me and I'll be fine with it. The truth of the matter is I probably could have just saved myself a lot of like hopeful heartache if I would have just trusted God that said, okay, I think this is the one for me, but right now it's really not important because I can't do anything about it. So like help us just cultivate our friendship, And and, you know and or at least approached it approached it in a different way and so um for three years I knew where my path was headed but my husband my future husband didn't and I had to just like sit and kind of watch from the sidelines and ache when like you know another girl would be interested and he would go and be friends with them and I would be thinking, oh, and there were many times I would say, you know, I'd give God ultimatums, which I'm sure he rolls his eyes about, like...
0: <laughs> he loves those. Like,
1: please just let me wake up and 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 I feel nothing. I would even say, like, don't let me hate him because that's still an emotion towards that, towards that person. I don't want to feel anything. I just don't want to feel anything. And um, every time I would still feel like he was going to be there in the future. So... There was a lot of turmoil in our uh, teenage years. And I think that goes hand in hand with a lot of kids. And I don't necessarily... This may be kind of touchy. But I don't personally necessarily feel like the mindset of how our our youth program approached dating was effective. Um, <laughs> the book, there, was no, there was no
0: dating. There was no
1: dating. As a matter of fact... I like to say that Abby is the reason Brent and I were not together when we were 16. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Because she was like, okay, so if you're both going to be in the band, because we were both in the band. Brent was the guitarist. I was a piano player and a singer. And she was like, if you're both going to be in the band and be on the junior like worship or like be in front uh, on the stage and be an example to other youth, our rule can't date. And I was like okay. And then on the side, I was like whispering, we'll just stay quietly. And Brent, Brent, who is the purest of heart you will ever find (laughs) was like, no, I want to play the guitar. I don't want to jeopardize that. And so I was like, what? And he was like, he was like, absolutely not you peace. And I was like, why can't you just like peace? Like, and then on the sideline, I'd be like, what's up girl. What's up? But in my family, dating was allowed. So I could, it, it was a struggle,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so um, you know that we did you followed know, that.
0: Did you know that the? Uh, so if you if you don't know, there's there was a book called "I Kissed Dating Goodbye," which is the worst book ever. And even the author will tell you it was it was oh, not he's a good totally book. Come out recently and like apologized and I mean, and stopped printing of the book. Like like it's not even in print That's anymore a big deal. That's a big deal because it Well, and it's it's, it's damaging. not.
1: It's not. The healthiest of mindset for people, and it doesn't. It doesn't work with this day and age,
0: right? So basically, if you don't know, it was a book about you don't courting, you don't date. (laughs) Until you know that God has spoken to you about who you are to marry. And then at that point, you court them. You court them in terms of them. like you're you're dating with the purpose of being with them for the rest of your life. Right. So there is no trying to figure out who you are and what you want. There's no. There is no. What do no I like? Anything. What do I not like? Which is why I found myself divorced and not knowing what the hell to do in the dating world because I'd never dated.
1: And I think one of our saving graces, as far as myself and Brent, was that we had the chance to know each other through our teenage years. And so we saw the immaturity, we saw the growth, we saw the struggle, and we saw the like strengthening. And we did, there was a period of time where we didn't speak to each other. He, he, you know, I had kind of a like, coming to a head moment where I realized that It just wasn't right in that moment. And I had to take a step back and say, you know what? (laughs) Essentially, screw what he's thinking. I need to focus on myself and like what God has for me and what, you know, the many opportunities that I can have for myself. And until that moment, until I could be confident and, and comfortable and happy with where I was in that moment of my life, could I even like entertain the idea?
0: Right. Of being around someone else as a companion. So I feel like everybody needs that experience. Not that they need to go through that exact scenario with their future spouse. Yeah. but God, I, don't wish
1: that on your children because no, they will, like, play the but, same damn song over and over all the time. <laughs> like, and they won't eat their dinner and they'll cry at any little thing.
0: Moody teenager. <laughs> but... But... You did get to see each other through difficult things, and so by the time you are ready to commit to each other, you had already experienced that, right? And you weren't surprised; you weren't taken off guard by the difficulty of relationship. Right. And a lot of people don't get that because they have this fantasy of the way it feels in the beginning, and then they get married, and then they realize that it's not all rainbows, and, and that feeling goes butterflies away, and orgasms. What is it's it like?
1: What is it? Two years? Like you, you're pushing out those pheromones that you're just attracted to and yes. you just gravitate towards and then and then it's real life
0: by. it's real fucking life Ugh. but it's hard to do and you're in the trenches you're in the trenches and it is almost impossible to do without like this nerves of steel resolve that i'm Steadfast. going to love this person no matter what i'm going to push through this difficulty that doesn't mean that there's not a way out because if you're in a situation that is dangerous, right? Those things you do not stay. You get the hell out. But right. if it's just like the normal trials of life, like he won't effing pick up his underwear off the floor, or <laughs> your kid won't. <laughs> fill that's the when you table shove roll. them in their mouth, and you're like, "If you're not going to pick <laughs> your underwear up, on you're going to eat it." I don't think that's good advice. Maybe he likes that. though Don't. I mean,
1: my husband doesn't. I've never tried that. Just a, asphyxiation. a disclosure during nope, sex I haven't tried that too scared
0: yeah I, never, I haven't either but you know I think that um, you can't give up on when it gets challenging right because you will never ever find a partner that you don't no. have challenges with, with. and um, I think that was the biggest issue for me is I didn't know what it meant to be in a relationship that had challenges and to stick it out and to find resolution um, it was just really hard. It was really hard. And yeah. so at this point in my life, um, after a failed marriage and a few relationships. And the then rose glasses are off, they're baby. They're They're fucking off. And I know what the reality is of of a relationship. It's not sunshine and roses all the time. It's no. really just about compromise and negotiation and choosing to love when you don't feel like it. <laughs> to look at that person and remind yourself if it needs to be every day, why you fell in love with that person, and you know choosing to love that person for who they are, not what you want them to be, right. And we'll get into all of that in this series, but, you know, there's so many layers to a successful marriage and relationship that we'll get into. But I think the point of this episode was for us to say to you, listen, we both come from similar and yet so different experiences.
1: We started on the board kind of. With, the, with Equal the same footing. footing. Right. And right. we didn't completely took different paths.
0: For sure. And that gives us some perspective. Not that we're experts, because we will never say to you that we're right. experts on anything. But we have perspective on things. And hopefully through our conversation, we can help you think about things a different way. Or open your eyes to something that you may have been closed off to before. Right. Um, so the, the truth is, is that relationships in their purest form, um, are rare, you know, to find that, that person that you love and that you can look at and say, you annoy the ever living shit out of me, but I sure as hell love you. Right. Anyway, um, you know, it's when you find that, like, don't let the pettiness of life, get in the way of, yeah. of knowing that about that person and that's what we're gonna talk about. Some ways for us to remember why we love our people. Right. To remember how to date our people, to remember how to woo them and yeah. Take our shirts off and entice them to come to bed instead of washing those
1: boobies up against some windows, right? You know,
0: if they just want to If it makes to, them
1: laugh, that's great thing.
0: If it makes them run in the room and being sh- silly.
1: Yeah. That's always been a big thing in my family's house. Even with parents and kids, and then mom and dad, like being silly, mm-hmm. uh, being enjoying vulnerable. each other—that's what it is.
0: Yeah. Enjoying each other and not letting it be this this ordeal to be together. Just enjoy that person for who God created them to be, and what they bring to that relationship. Like Todd is, we are so alike in a lot of ways, but so different in so many ways. And I can either look at those differences and let them annoy the ever living shit out of me. Or I can look at him and say, Oh, look at him. Isn't he amazing? Isn't that man that God created for me so unbelievably amazing? And And just not to say
1: that that does not mean that you're going to have those moments when you're like, I'm upset. I'm annoyed. I'm frustrated. Absolutely. You hurt me. You did this. It frustrated me. But if you're in a place where you already know that, this is your person, this is your other person, this is the safest place you'll ever be, then you already know that you're going to be able to express those things. And yes, they may be hard to express, but you know that that person is going to, I'm sorry, is going to hear it. Mm -hmm. And more than likely, they're going to take it internally and say, you know what, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize I was doing that. Like, right. what can I do? What can we, how can we mediate this? And well, so, and that,
0: yeah, the hope is that you approach things like that as it's not an attack on that person. It's right. not a, let me throw a knife right in your heart. It's a, let's, let's find a common ground. Let's find a, a compromise here in the situation that we're both frustrated about. Right. So it's, you know, you need to remind yourself before, and we'll talk about all this, but reminding ourselves why we love each other. And dealing with the difficult parts of life and love in a way that is constructive and not destructive.
1: And one thing I think I, you know, it was always in drain like the quote or, or the saying divorce is not an option. Divorce is not an option. Um, the, my goal for me is to never have to say divorce is not an option. I should mm-hmm. never get to the point where I'm having to like recite that in my mind. Divorce is not an option. Divorce not I shouldn't even it to shouldn't come yourself. across my mind. Mm-hmm. Because and it and it doesn't. I can I can happily say that like even through the tough times, I've never thought oh, I'm just gonna throw this word out there. Maybe we should be together. Maybe we should take some time apart. Mm-hmm. Like I've been I mean as selfish as this sounds it comes from a loving standpoint i've invested way too much time into this man that i would ever just throw it away Mm -hmm. and a part of that is because of my personality and how i have a small close unit of people and he is like at the core of that he is like kind of melded into me as a core um but like I just don't want to invest in anyone else the way I've invested in him. Mm -hmm. And I think that's okay. And I think that's the way that it should be in a marriage. Like you just not that you're tired, but that you just you value the hard work that you've put in. Absolutely.
0: And if you you don't let the word divorce be an easy way out, it's because it's not easy. It is not. If you haven't been through a divorce, you don't know. Especially when you have kids. It sucks. It sucks. It is not easy in any respect. So, And I'm sure we're going to delve into that absolutely. in this kind of like so, capsule of talks. Yeah. I mean, I, the bottom line here is I think that we believe in, in relationship. We believe in committed. Steadfastness. Absolutely. Faithfulness. And what we're going to talk about are ways to nurture that in our lives and in our relationships, and there's all kinds of ways you can nurture that. Absolutely, it's not just about sex. Although we're going to talk about sex a lot, yeah. But how do you nurture that person and who that person is and what they need? Um, because there are many ways to do that. So yeah. hopefully, we'll we'll give you some ideas, yeah, and inspire you to be a, a better partner and a better individual, so that you can contribute um, in a in a more real way, right? Because of, if
1: you're doing it effectively. You're not only, like, helping and sh- helping your partner to shine, but they're helping you shine. For sure. So... Um, I'm excited about this series. I am. I'm kind of excited, too. That's I like it. I think this is a little more serious, a little more deep, but uh, I think that's needed. Yeah. So, um, and even then, with... I'm kind of... Not going to lie. A little bit buzzed, but I think... <laughs>
0: <laughs> what I'm feeling is true. I don't think it's just the wine. We're gonna listen to this I tomorrow this when we're not intoxicated. I'm
1: feeling my heart a little bit. Yep.
0: Yeah, um, we're getting the uh,
1: whole. We're getting. Hey, time. we're doing
0: good. Look at us. We're
1: we're a little bit over than we we're know. A little bit are, over. But that's okay because we're starting to get deeper. You're yeah. starting to peel back the layers. Peel of who back we the are. layers. Help you realize who your layers are, or what your layers are,
0: what you need to peel back. Mm-hmm. So in our next episode, we are definitely going to delve into um, what we're going to talk about the sexy sex part Ooh. and the wooing of our partners and the being open to maybe trying some new things Yeah. And we're, you know, this podcast is all about no filters and being super honest. So we're yeah. going to talk about all the things. Yeah. And we hope that you will join us. If you have questions, we will have already recorded the next episode before <laughs> you hear this. So you can't really <laughs> ask us questions. However, but, we anticipate lots of episodes about this Absolutely. Topic.
1: Because sex is ongoing. It's always changing. Yes. Marriage is ongoing. Always changing. Life is ongoing. A, yeah. It's always changing. Yeah. So. When we say "give us your questions, give us your feedback," we mean it at that moment. Don't be afraid to let us know. Don't think, "Oh, this is come and gone." Like yeah. we will be revolving or, or uh, you know, push pulling back
0: to yeah. the circling questions. back around to this. So um, you can email us at hello at theladybitspodcast dot com. Be sure to. Like us to rate and review. Yes. Subscribe,
1: subscribe, subscribe. Over
0: on the um, Apple podcast app. And on Stitcher and iTunes, Stitcher, Stitcher. I mean, I like it. We're going to be on there, I guess. Mm -hmm. But um, you can go make sure to follow us on all of those things and on the Instagram. The Lady Bits Podcast is our handle. Maybe you'll find us on Twitter. I don't know.
1: I think we'll figure it out by then. So just the point is embarrassing if we don't.
0: We will we'll figure it out I'm going to let you do that Um, come find us sounds good and follow along and we're so glad that you have stuck around and are listening
1: yes and be sure to share with your friends because if you're loving it chances are your friends will love it too
0: they're going to love it stay tuned later in this week for another mini-sode where we talk about things we're obsessed with yes and then we'll see you again here soon All right. bye 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 the Lady Bits Podcast
1: is created and produced by me, Amanda Holloman, and Abby McGee. It is recorded in Wilmington, North Carolina. Our sound engineer and graphic designer is my hot husband, Brent. Web design and
0: music contributions are by Abby's also hot husband, Todd. The theme music is recorded by us and our very, very still hot husbands. Special thanks to Beta Radio for the use of their recording studio and to Millie Holloman for the images that can be found on our website and social feeds. You can find us at theladybitspodcast.com.